Welcome to Almost Agreeable. Almost Agreeable. With your hosts, Chris Nellison and Ed Harris. Hang around and listen to opinions on sports, Sports. movies, Movies. music, music, and whatever else pops in our head. And welcome back to another episode of the Almost Agreeable Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ed Harris, and with me as always is Chris Nellison. So today, we're going to be talking about some movies. Movies. Some movies, and we're talking about a solid movie franchise, Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. Right. Because those are the only ones that exist. Uh, well... Okay, so I mean, I don't know. I think maybe so, I know what so, you're referring to. So yeah, you okay? But yeah, there's an original Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Back in the day, with, with the, the Rat, Rat Pack. pack. Yeah. So, we're not talking about that. We're not today. talking about that one. I haven't seen that one. Oh, it's, I would it's like way. To. It's way different. I, I know it's way different. I like. I've read synopsis. Like Vegas is not even Vegas. It's it's yeah. I mean, back in that day, it was nowhere near it was like what it is. It's like some buildings. It's just some buildings. Yeah. It's just like hey, let's desert. Let's go rob a. It's basically a corner store. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go. <laughs> it was weird, but it is the Rat Pack, so we got to pay homage, and which is what these movies were doing, right? But you bring in stellar cast like they did. I mean, fucking a, we can just start talking about the cast, right? The off cast the bat. itself. I mean, it's yeah, it's the exact same concept. You have the Rat Pack back then, who were just these icons, these stellar celebrities, and now we bring in Clooney, who is plays the title character. Yep, and is you know uh, an older gentleman. Yep. But a good-looking older gentleman, uh, to say the least. Suave. And then you, you put him next to Brad Pitt, uh, Matt Damon. Uh, you know, two... I mean, well, it's funny, because Matt Damon's character in the movies is, is not the, the Matt Damon you see in a lot of movies today. Exactly. He's, he's more timid, more reserved. Yeah. No, we can say he's, he's a little bitch in the first one. He's, okay, okay. He's a little bitch. <laughs> well, I, it's partially because that's how they treat him, They though. do treat him like he shit. He tries to be the guy. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, we, we have Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. Great actor. Uh, Bernie Mac is in there. Yeah. Uh, Casey Affleck is in there. Yeah. Uh, Scott Kahn is in there. There's there's a lot there's a lot of actors in there. And I, I like to think of this as, like, not quite as bad or as big as The Expendables. But kind of in the same realm just bringing in a bunch of good actors it's like the all-star game yeah it's the all-star game like hey let's do it but it wasn't as bad as the expendables no it's actually a solid franchise now when you say solid franchise it is held up by uh these tent poles these two pillars right because if we're gonna go like it's gonna be like yeah oceans 11 was great oceans 12 was is it was a part of the ocean so you watched it and then Ocean's 13 was a return to form. <laughs> okay, and I don't want to say that the settings had a lot to do with it, but I mean, there's just something about Vegas. The movie's taking place in Vegas like that. And and the uh, villains, and I guess you can call them villains, even though the Ocean's crew are the actual villains. Yeah, they're, they're the antagonists. Yeah. No, they're the, they're the anti-heroes. They're, oh, okay. Because okay. in the third one, it's not really about a heist really anymore. Yeah. It's about fuck Al Pacino, dude. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. I mean, that first movie, it's just the. It's got witty dialogue. It's scored with some funky, wonky music. That's 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 really good. It's got, like I said, we said the uh, stellar cast and the villain in that one is Andy Garcia, and he's a formidable foe. 
you know, somebody not to be trifled with. I remember the, they first bring his name up. You're like, oh, that's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, like, oh, goodness. I, that's And he, he plays that role perfectly. Yeah, amazing. Of just, okay, I'm a hotel owner, but I'm not just a businessman, like... I'm ruthless. I am I am ruthless, and it's not it's not going to end well for you. Because there's like that scene where, well, it's not just one scene. It's multiple scenes where they tell whoever they're telling who they're robbing, and they're just like, That's, those are Terry Benedict's casinos. Like, yeah. Yeah. You think he'll mind? <laughs> <laughs> and they all just tell him how fucking crazy he is, and he's like, yeah, yeah, we just got to be careful. Yeah, just like, it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But like, as you've learned later on, it, it wasn't fine. It was kind of fine, but not really. It was mostly fine. I forgot to we, we didn't even mention that Julie Roberts is a... Well, I was, see, I was going to get there. Okay. I was going to get there later. Like, yeah, they're planning this whole heist, and then Rusty, Brad Pitt's character, is like, hold on. Is that your is that your girl? Yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait. Is this about the money still, or, or what, what the fuck are we doing here? Or is this about you trying to win back Tess? Right, because he legit gets mad. Yeah. He's like, I'll walk off his job right now and he's like it's not about that it's not all about that it's not all about <laughs> it's not, that it's yeah. not all about that <laughs> it's like yeah so i mean then we that's like a whole new aspect of the film right i love the way that brad pitt breaks it down he's like he's like okay when push comes to shove and we use one or the other remember test does not split 11 ways <laughs> <laughs> so yeah a whole new dynamic at that point because you don't know really too much about it and then but just like the planning i think my favorite part of those movies is like the planning that went into it that's why 12 wasn't that great because like let's let's not get there yet okay uh, one <laughs> oceans 11 was great because the first you know two-thirds of the movie is the planning stages of this heist and you get to see how they're gonna pull all this stuff off and who's doing what who's an expert in this who's an expert in that yeah that's why you brought everybody in yeah. right just all these different expertise Expertises. Ex, 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 Expertises. Expertism. Yeah, there we go. Uh, San Diegans. San, Die- San Diegans. San, San Diegoans. <laughs> San Diegoites. And just the dialogue in this movie is fantastic. I mean, you can pick out so many different points. Like when Danny is talking with Tess and he's talking with her and she's like, what the hell are you doing here? And she's like, all you are is a liar and a thief. And she's like, he's like, I don't do that anymore. It's like, I only lied about being a thief. Yeah, I only lied about being a thief. It's just like, I don't do yeah. that anymore. anymore. What? Steal? No, lie. No, lie. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, he's like, he's like, does he make you laugh? He doesn't make me cry. It's like, ooh, oh, yeah. ooh, burn. It's fantastic. No, you got yeah, but the dialogue's amazing, because that's pretty much the entire movie is dialogue. Yeah. And just the way these actors, they have so much chemistry, they play well off each other. I mean, if I'm the casting director like gold star gold star for gold, sure gold star for sure and then because then you i think one of the more underrated factors of the movie is the mormon brothers yeah scott con and casey affleck how they just start bickering the entire time the whole the entire three movies the entire three movies yeah they're just bickering the, yeah their their entire dynamic is hilarious that's i mean of course some of the other parts of the movie provide that comedic relief but a lot of their portions that's their entirety yeah Yeah. they're experts in whatever they're doing but they just bicker they really set the tone early too because when like you know you're going through the montage of all the people they're going to recruit and it goes to them and he's in the big monster truck yeah casey got like the mini one and he just runs it over and he's just (laughs) so disappointed (laughs) 
brings the antenna down mm. on the remote. Mm. <laughs> He's laughing at him. Don't you love Don Cheadle's accent, though? Uh, yeah. Yes. I don't. You don't. No. I love it. I, I, he just forces it. I love I, I, No, I love that he forces it, but I, I, love, <laughs> I love that uh, all the, like, insults he comes up with. He does, he does call him some weird things. Like, it's like, when you get introduced to him in the montage, they're, like, trying to break into that vault, and he's, the guy didn't disable the alarm, and he's like, you tossers! <laughs> Fuck is a tosser. He's just so English. Barely. Barely. <laughs> Barely. Barely. It's just right on, you know what, it's so cheesy that it works, that's why it works. It's in that perfect window of movies, too, like, that time early 2000s when it's come out in 01 it's that perfect window of movies where it's not too cheesy like this is absolutely like right on par with early 2000s movies yeah doesn't go over the top with the cheesiness it's and it hits the action sequences perfectly so it's it is just a solid movie a lot of walk and talks too yeah which you know uh one shots too so you can kind of tell like the director knew what he was i mean steven soderbergh like great director when you have a movie that's mostly dialogue like that and planning and walking, um, that's a tough task. But like I said, it goes back to the director and it goes back to the cast. You have uh, amazing actors. I mean, we mentioned Linus, uh, Matt Damon's character. Yeah. By the end of this trilogy, we get to see that he, he does become a big deal. He's a big boy. Big boy. He's, he's part of the crew now, mostly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's only involved in this because of his father, right? His, his dad, his yeah. His dad is a fucking con man, and so they're like, hey, <laughs> yeah, we'll get Bobby Caldwell's kid, yeah. uh, Linus. And he, he, he kills it, too, when he, ha- when he has to step up and do his job, right? When he has, because he's got to be the one the, for Benedict. Like, you got to con him. Yeah. Get the codes off him. One of the hard parts. The hardest parts. And, yeah, just one of the, another, one of the dialogue pieces... Rusty is telling Linus, just like, okay, do all this, do all that, and remember, make sure absolutely never, 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 and then he takes a phone call and he leaves. Yeah, no, no, it's Linus, and he's like, he's like, Rusty, he's like, yeah, he's like, come here, he's like, all right. Okay, he's like, wait, what do I, yeah, the panic on his face. Linus is like, what do I not do, what do I, (laughs) there was genuine panic on his face, because if I'm not mistaken, it was, it was, because he stepped up, stepped in for Danny, because he red flagged himself. Yeah. Idiot. Idiot. It was all part of the plan, though. All part of the plan. All part of the plan. You didn't think he was going to set this one out, did you? <laughs> and then we get to... I mean, we can just jump into, like, the yeah. actual heist. Right, they get in there. Itself. It is uh, brilliant. It is. The the entire sequence... I mean, there's multiple sequences that happen throughout all of this. But, I mean, the first part of it is Danny Ocean going in and being like, Sup? I'm here. Yeah. Come get me. Yeah. <laughs> And then he goes to get him, grabs Bruiser, just puts him in a room. Knows the guy, knows Bruiser. He's, yep. He's like, ah, not until later. Yeah. <laughs> Hits him. And then, yeah, they go into the vault. And let's not forget that uh, Yen, Yen was in a bag. Yep. Or in a crate. Yep. In a little case all the whole time. And he's in there doing some flippies. Doing the flippies. Doing flippies. Almost fell. He almost fell. Almost I mean, fell. yeah, he, he gets into the vault gets near the door and then gets his hand stuck. That's right. He does get his hand stuck because he had broken his hand when they stole the pinch. Mm-hmm. I forgot about the pinch. They're sitting there, Danny and Rusty, right outside the vault. No, Danny. No, it's Linus. It's, it's Linus, yeah. yeah. He's right outside the vault and just trying to click the thing. Check, Not working. Check the batteries. Check the batteries. He's like, oh, no, I didn't. It's like, oh, you lose focus in this game. 
For one minute. He just has extra batteries right there. He's got batteries, dude. Pulls them out. Immediately blows up. Immediately blows up. Yen, thankfully, is able to dip out of there. Like the only dialogue he speaks in the whole film. Where the fuck you been? Yep. Where the fuck you been? Where the fuck you been? (laughs) And then, you know, they had made a duplicate of the vault. You know, all that. Because they had to get finance. And that's where Ruben comes in. Ruben, who doesn't need money. Ruben, who just wants to get back at Terry Benedict. At old Benedict. And they eventually do make off with the money and Julia Roberts. That that whole sequence of the SWAT team going in there, shooting up everything, that whole recording of everything, and the way that they figure out that, wait, what went wrong here? How did we get duped? Does it say Bellagio on the vault floor? Exactly. Oh, what a what a turn. Yeah. What a twist you of events. You can tell when he put it together. He was just like, oh, fuck. Oh, oh fuck. And they're, boom snap right to them walking out of the as SWAT dudes with the bags with yep. the money they even had the diversion of the van that went to McCarran airport yep and it's just like a little robot followed them and everything and KTFX just like keeps it. he's like oh oh I don't know it goes again he's like enough monkey business do it already <laughs> that that film was great I mean I didn't anticipate them being any sequels after that you really didn't need to yeah I I didn't think about it at all and that's nice to think about as well like in in a day and age where it's like okay you see a movie and then you're like what's next i kind of like that things can be self-contained not everything needs to be a series or a franchise or have a sequel right and this one they they did take it and i guess only because 13 was good is is second allowed to be okay uh 12 if if they just ended on 12 it would have a bad taste in my mouth. It would, it would definitely have a bad taste in my mouth, but... Let's go into 12. Let's go into 12. Let's go into 12. 12 is fantastic. 12 is, starts out fantastic. It does. 12 starts out awesome. That, I mean, it's three... The opening scene is just amazing when it's Benedict going to all of them. Yeah. And being like, I want $165 million plus interest. So it's... Yeah, like before they all meet up together, he's going to each one of them specifically. Mm-hmm. And the way he just enters each occasion, each circumstance is fantastic. Yeah. Like with Don Cheadle's character, he's trying to record some music. That's right. And he's just in the glass. Yep, he's just in the glass. I think Bernie Mac's getting a pedicure. Yep. He's like, okay, you can let go of my feet now. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. He When he goes on into the brothers, like he's just embarrasses him oh, yeah, in front like of his wife. With the, he's like, get up. Yep. He's yep. hitting him with his cane. So it's just... And when he goes to Yen, Yen is just like, oh, hey. Oh, shit. Hey. <laughs> so he's, shrugs. He's, he's just getting all these guys back together yeah. like, hey, I found you. Yeah. I found you Well, all. it gets intense when he finds Rusty. Yeah. Because he blows up that car. Yeah. Oh. And then, so yeah, it's set. I really do like how it began and it sets it up like, oh, shit, they're going to have to, you know, pay this guy back. And it's funny because they're all asking how much you got left, how much you left. And Livingston's like, all of it. All of it. All of it. I've been living with my parents. <laughs> <laughs> Who says none of it? Someone says... Uh, R- Rusty has none of it. That's right. He's he has the hotel business. Yeah. He's yeah. like, I owe a full 25. Yeah. Hotels, man. That's right. What are you going to do? So like all of that interest adding up. They have to pay back $200 million. And then old man is like... I'm out. Sorry, boys. Yeah, Saul's like, I'm too old for this shit. I'm good. Yeah. You guys take care of Thanks. it. Thanks. And then, you know, Ruben's like, I'll take his share, whatever. But they realize they have to do this fucking job. They're too hot to do it in the United States. So this is where we get the new setting for the film, right? We have to go to Paris. Yeah. Or we have to go to France. I don't know. They we go, go to, to a Europe. few places. They go to Europe. Yeah, they go to Europe and they kind of... 
They lose hop, Yen in a soccer ar- bag. Yeah. They have to hop around because they have to, I mean, make multiple heists to get this $200 million. And they keep getting... Uh, they're getting railroaded a little yeah. bit. And then we find out that the reason that Benedict found this out is because this little shit was jealous. That they were being named the best thieves. Yeah. This fucking, what's his name? Talur. Talur. Fuck him. Oh. <laughs> fuck him. Oh. <laughs> fuck him now and fuck him in 13. Fuck him in 13. I, I enjoy him as a character. I like the laser dance. Okay. That's it. Okay. This is the best part of the movie because that song. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't know why you like the laser dance so much. It's tight. Okay, I, I can... Nah, I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> just watch the laser dance. Uh, but I, I like his character. He is just playing like a French asshole. So he's playing French. So he's he's being a Frenchman. <laughs> okay. The only French person that's not an asshole that I've ever seen on screen portrayed is Frenchie from The Boys. Is Frenchie from The Boys? And yeah. he's still a bad person. Yeah, but he's a nice guy. He's, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. <laughs> All right, and that's our Ocean's 12 talk. Yeah, it really is. Uh, they managed to... Uh, steal an egg. Steal an egg. But, like, not from the museum. Like, it's revealed that they did it a long time ago and it was being transported and everything else after that was just a charade. Yeah, a charade. Tellure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It has a 6.5 on IMDb. Ah. That's generous. Well, okay, so let's jump into Ocean's 13. What do you think 13 has on IMDb? A 7. That's close. 7.2. It's 6.9. Ew. Well, that's it's low close. Ball. Well, what do you think Ocean's 11 has then? 7.2. 7.7. See, I knew it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, he knew it, ladies and gentlemen. I knew it. But, I mean, so they're not, like, critically acclaimed movies. No, it's okay. They're cult favorites. They're they're cult favorites. They're things that are just really nice to put on. Like, I watched Ocean's Eleven within the past two weeks twice. I do watch it at least the whole trilogy, like, once a year. It's one of those. Like, it just, yeah. It's yeah. it's nice to throw on. It's not something you have to pay attention no. to like crazy. You can fold laundry. It's nice, easy watching. Yeah. And by the time we get to 13, we're, we're back in Vegas. And this isn't a, really a heist movie, or, oh, it is a heist movie, but, like, this isn't about a pull, a take. It's a revenge. It's revenge. It's all revenge. And I love it because Saul's like, revenge is so stupid, Danny. You know, you get over and over your head and people get hurt. He's like, you want out? He's like, no, let's bury the bastard. Let's bury the bastard. <laughs> let's bury the bastard. And the bastard they're burying? Al Pacino. Scarface. 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 None other than yelling. the man himself. A lot of yelling. He plays a fantastic role in this. Oh, I love it. I mean, uh, you have to top Andy Garcia from the first one. Yeah. And then who who can you get? And then you, they hit a home run with bringing Al Pacino in. They really did. I mean, the, the beginning when they're showing how he screws over Ruben mm-hmm. is just like, okay, well, you need to sign this. And he's like, oh, yeah. or what? Are you going to throw me over the roof? Well, like, I don't want to. I don't want to. It's like... Oh, he's like, oh, well, got to sign this. Shit, yeah. He should have just, he should have just let him throw him out. Just let him throw he him out. He went to a comatose fucking state anyways, like he was gonna die. Should have just jumped out. But yeah, it becomes a revenge game, and they give him the opportunity. They're like, hey, uh, make Ruben whole again, and we'll leave you alone. And he's like, oh, so a Billy Martin? Yeah, you <laughs> oh, you're offering him a Billy Martin, huh? He's like, I pass. And it's just like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, in Al Pacino shoes, he's like. You're coming to me saying you're going to let me off? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm Willie Bank. 
I'm Willie Bay. I'm Willie Bay. <laughs> what, what are you going to do to me? We're going to fuck you up. Well, what they do to him is rough. Ruthless. They even take his diamonds. They take his diamonds. They take his diamonds. I mean... How, I forget how much those diamonds were worth. Was that like... Uh, some kind of millions. Some kind of hundreds of millions maybe, but yeah. the losses that he incurred at his casino... Alone. ...was 500 million. Right, and the whole point of that was to get him kicked off the board. Yep. And they would have succeeded in that. And it's funny too, because I love at the end, and we're not there yet, but I'm going to go there anyways, <laughs> is where he's like, I know people who really know how to hurt. And he's like, well, I know everyone you'd send after me, and... They like me better than you. They like me better than you. So. And it's like, yeah, so shut the fuck up. And when he's like, well, he said, you're not going to go to the cops because, well, let's face it, you're not, you're you're not, not going to go to the cops. cops. <laughs> he just has that suave, debonair attitude. All the roles that are played by the characters in this movie are great. Like, you have Bernie Mac being the uh, Nuff Said dealer, the dominoes. Oh, yeah. Con man, then, just fast talker. Yeah, and I love when Brad Pitt is the geologist. Oh, God. And he's like, he's like I don't want this on my desk. It's a seismograph, and he's like, no, let me tell you what you don't want. Your your hotel in a pile of steel and twisted glass on the f- cover of Time magazine. Headline reads, who's to blame? <laughs> it's just fucking... So everybody nails their role, yeah. and this quote-unquote heist is the biggest one we've seen yet. Oh, yeah. They they cause uh, an earthquake. Earthquake. Just like, the legit, that... a real earthquake oh. ended up happening. An earthquake ended up happening, so that and that was just one of the things they needed to do. They needed to get a specific device into like the main vault. Yeah, the vault room, or no, like well, the, the control room. Yeah, they had to get into the control room. A magnetron. A magnetron. Because there was, uh, the exabytes. Yeah, all of that. But you got you got him going down there once he has the magnetron on this weird Samsung with the gold. Samsung, yeah. With the whole thing, and it just shuts down the whole thing, and he's like, "Well, how long till it comes back on?" He's like, "Because it's so advanced, three and a half minutes." Yeah, and that's not long at all. It's not. But see how much he lost in three and a half minutes because they had rigged all the games. They rigged everything, and to go back even further, one of the other ways they rigged this game was with the dice. Oh yeah, with they the, went uh, to the, the polymer with the polymer. They went to the manufacturing company. Oh my god, that's they right. Sent because they, Casey were down there. A- they sent Casey Affleck down there. To go work in this factory. He started a fucking... He starts, and a, he starts, starts a strike. A revolution. Yeah. No, my favorite part is they send fucking Scott Conn down there. Like, he's like, hey, you gotta, you gotta straighten, you gotta down there straighten this out. He's like, he doesn't listen to me. And then he goes down there and they call him like, hey, you gonna get the factory open? He's like, yeah, we just gotta break management. <laughs> he's like, part of the revolution now. <laughs> They're throwing Molotov cocktails. Oh my goodness. So it's just... It's perfect. Everything just happens in... A perfect sequence. Okay, they have these lighters. When they snap these lighters, the dice flip to these numbers because of the polymer that's been used from this factory. Yeah, it's great. Everything is just working all at once. And in these three and a half minutes, hundreds of millions of dollars gone. Well, I mean, we can talk about how they had loaded balls for roulette. Yeah. But so for Blackjack, they they, they told Livingston, hey, get these, uh, these shuffle machines. Hey, rig them. And it's funny because very early in the movie when he's telling them, like, he's already rigged them, he's like, all right, cool. He's explaining to them how he's rigged them, but not really. He explains to them how to play blackjack like none of these fuckers have ever played blackjack before. And the look on George Clooney's face when this happens kills me no matter how many times I see it. It's perfect. Yeah, you sent me a snap the other day of it. Yeah. And I watched it like 19 times. It's perfect. It's amazing. He's rigged this machine like, okay, yeah, this is perfect. This will work out for us. And he's explaining to these lifelong con men okay so 
The game is blackjack. The point is to get to 21. And then he's just like... And Clooney's just like, what? His, <laughs> his face is priceless. But he ends up doing it backwards to where the dealer keeps getting 21 and yep. the players keep getting, like, busts or, like, seven. Oh, And man. he has to bring in a real expert to help him out. So that's how they had rigged the, the blackjack machines, right? So that's blackjack, that's craps, that's roulette. And then, you know, they had someone come in and work... What do they call those on the slot machines? A backdoor. Yeah, that's right. Backdoor on the slot machines. And it worked. That girl won. Yeah. A lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. And he's, he's looking at the, you know, when they're in the control room, they have this whole advanced state-of-the-art system that measures the dilation of pupils, the heart rate. Right, to make sure it's genuine. And so she wins on the slot machine. They're like, yep, genuine excitement, honest surprise, pupils dilated. That's a real win. Yeah, it's... It's legitimate. It's legitimate. <laughs> and so, I just, so awesome. And just to stuff it in his face. And they get his diamonds. We introduce to Linus's dad. I mean, guys, we glossed over the fact that his mom is in 12. Yes. But his uh, mom is in 12. His dad is in 13. Right. Because at the end, it's great, finally, because he's like, well, I got to jump. And I, my dad's doing a con, and he's, he's got a part for me in it. And they just are like, wow, we made him. Yep. Like, we made him. Yep. Can we talk about how fucked the five-star diamond guy got? Like, the guy who was there to, like, rate the casino? Oh, yeah. They just did him super dirty? They did do him super dirty for a couple days, and then they like, hooked him they, up at the very end. They did hook him up, but, like, look. They gave him food poisoning. They put bed bugs all in the bed. He used towels that made a rash on his face. And they kicked him out. And they kicked him right out. They were like... like it's like, get your stuff. Oh, what was he saying? He says, pack your things. Pack your things! I mean, the f- pack your things or we'll pack them for you. The, f- the first thing that happens to him, he gets bumped into. He's like, well, what is this? He's like, he's a VIP. He's like, what am I? A VUP? A very unimportant person? The bellhop is just like shrugging his he shoulders. Shrugs. Like, I don't know, man. I just work here. Yeah. I mean. Uh, to be an employee. Yeah. Two other things that I absolutely love about this. Well, just we'll get to the one thing is that Terry Benedict comes back he does he comes back and is like huh you know what yeah i want that monstrosity out of the strip yeah he's just like it casts a shadow over my pool yeah <laughs> it's like so break him <laughs> goes up to frank when he's trying to show bank this game that's right he's the rope yep so he's like yeah you know what i want this in my casino exclusive rights he's like oh shit he's like i'm ready to do for him what you will opening night vegas and he's just like, fuck. And he can't match it. And boom. At that point, he's got him. He's got him. He's got him. Worked like a charm because Bank is so predictable and such a dick. Yeah. And an egomaniac. And so, then, but on the down low, Benedict has enlisted Tellur to help get the diamonds. Exactly. And That's they, exactly what I was going to get to next. And they fucking swindle the fuck out of him too. Linus and his dad are going up to the roof and bringing a helicopter in. To fly away. It's like, oh yeah, he's got the, after doing a whole, you know, show. Like, yeah. oh yeah, this guy, he's optimal at seducing women of a certain age. Of a certain age. So then they finally make it to the roof with the diamonds. Uh-huh. And then you see Talor coming away from these pained windows, these lights, just out of nowhere. It points a gun at him. He's like, a gun? Really? So he's like, yeah, give me give me those diamonds. He's like, yeah, a gun? Really? Hands him off, and then Talor's like, oh, okay. Tosses the gun to him. Not loaded. Not loaded at all. And then, boom, just 
base dives, base jumps right off the top of the bank. With fake diamonds. With the what we learn to be fake diamonds. Fake diamonds, because they just they take the whole fucking case with the helicopter. They take the whole That's case. That's so ridiculous. Ridiculous. And as Tulor's walking away, he sees him and is like, oh, just throws him away. Yeah, he looks at him for a second. He's just like, Meth. <laughs> so, uh, all in all, good, good, good. I give, uh, I'll give, uh, out of ten, I'll give Ocean's Eleven uh, an eight point two. I'll give Twelve uh, a five point seven, and I'll give Thirteen <laughs> a seven point nine. That is super specific, and I dig it. <laughs> all right, perfect. So we've talked about our Ocean's trilogy. How we enjoy all three of them, and how we really do need 12 to make 13 as good as it is. Right, bridges the gap, and it really kind of sets the tone for, you know, because it wasn't that good, 13 is that much better. Big breakout coming back. Yeah. So now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, Hot Route. Hot Route. All right, so for our first Hot Route, so I kind of set the scene right in the beginning of this episode, but I'm going to bring it back to it. Why didn't you watch Ocean's 8? And why, I guess, why didn't anybody watch Ocean's 8? Uh, I, I want to go on the record right now and say that it has nothing to do with the fact that, like, it's an all-female cast. I have no I have no qualms with that. I just am at a point in my life now where, like, I don't go to the movies a lot. I'm also at a point in my life where I have safety nets. I have safety shows, and I have safety okay. movies. I was like, what do you mean? And people know that... Ed particularly knows that I'll watch the same series over again, <laughs> and I'll watch the same movies every few months. And it really takes a lot to get me to watch something I've never seen. It really does. Okay, that's fair. Um, I heard it didn't get great reviews, but I do love Sandra Bullock, and I think Rihanna's in it, maybe. I don't remember. Uh, Honestly, I don't know who's in it. Yeah, isn't uh, Kate Blanchett, she in it? Sure. People are in it. I don't know who's in it. Sure. I, don't, I don't know. You know what? And, and, and look, okay, I can agree with you. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're women. Because one of my favorite movies of all time, the lead is a woman, and she's badass. Alien. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it has nothing to do with women. Yeah, I love Miss Congeniality, by the I, way. Yeah, I love Miss Congeniality. Yeah. I mean, if you're wanting women to do, like, dope things, like, I just don't want remakes of anything. Like, Charlie's Angels was super sick with Cameron Diaz... Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. Movie. Yeah, like that's a badass movie. I love that movie. Do we need to do it again with with men? I don't. I wouldn't even want that. No, I wouldn't even want the one they did with uh, Kirsten Stewart. They oh had yeah. It, yeah. Oh my god, they did do yeah, a remake. remakes. Are just on... I totally forgot about that yeah, one. That's a good point. Yeah, it's, just, it's like why are we doing this? Yep, that is that is a perfect. It's point. Like the same reason I probably didn't see Ghostbusters. Oh uh, yep, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right, for a hot route number two. Who's your favorite character between all three of them? All three films? All, all three films. It's Rusty. It's Brad Pitt. That was a quick one. Why is that? I just... So, I, one of the biggest things I love about... If you watch all three movies, motherfuckers always eating. And if you know me, you know I love food. So, I can relate a lot to that character in eating in every fucking scene. But it, he is just the most... I mean, next to George Clooney, obviously. But he's super suave, well-spoken, super smart, super carefree. And I just love that cavalier attitude. Yeah. And Brad Pitt captures it so well. And a lot of it has to do with it being Brad Pitt. Like he's one of my favorite actors. So like I, I love I love Rusty. Rusty is just he he is a solid character. He's dope. He's pretty good. He's dope. Alright, for our last hot route, 
Hot route number three, what is the most impressive sequence of all three movies to you? Like the most impressive sequence. It could be a number of, like it could be a whole act of something, but what's one of the most impressive sequences for you? It might have to be when Benedict is putting everything together in Ocean's Eleven. Like when he realizes that the video they were watching was a fake and then it cuts to like what was actually happening that whole time. Uh, they're like rappelling down the elevator shaft. They're coming out with the money. Danny and Linus and the are just sitting in the vault. Like, and it's showing how everything came together. And then he goes right to where Danny is supposed to be getting beat up. And he is getting beat up in there. Like, he's back in there. So that whole sequence from right when he realizes that there's no Bellagio on the vault floor to when he gets back to that room and Danny is indeed getting beat up by Bruiser. The big reveal. The big, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a great sequence. That is, it's the pinnacle. It's but it the also pinnacle. might be the laser dance. <laughs> oh, perfect. Right, well, that, that just about sums it up for us. So we talked about how, you know, Oceans is just a fantastic series. Those are some pretty solid hot routes. I like those answers. I like those answers a lot. Yeah. But as always, this has been another episode of the Almost Agreeable Podcast. I'm Ed. I'm Chris. Thanks for stopping by. Thank you for listening to another episode of Almost Agreeable. You can catch new episodes every Wednesday and Friday. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, and subscribe. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Almost Agreeable.